Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast coming to you on this Wednesday, hump day, the 26th of April, 2023. Trust wherever you happen to be in the world, you've had a fantastic start to the week, and uh, everything's going very, very well. Here in Australia, of course, we've just come off the back of a very important day on the national calendar, being Anzac Day, a beautiful day here in Melbourne yesterday, 25 degrees, uh, fantastic uh, services around the states, uh, also in our local area here in the Macedon Ranges, but of course culminated in a fantastic game of footy at the MCG yesterday. And uh, if you're a Collingwood supporter, you're very, very happy. If you're an Essendon supporter, not so, even though uh, for all intents and purposes, it looked like at three-quarter time they were going to get up and win that particular clash. But uh, you've got to give it to Collingwood. They just keep coming and coming and coming. So they're relentless in their pursuit of excellence, and this is uh, this is why they're such a good good team. And uh, I've got to say, they're coached by an incredible human being, Craig McRae, a multiple premiership player with the Brisbane Lions, and uh, sounds like a fantastic bloke because he's uh, he's got his leadership dialed in, and uh, he's a very very caring individual, and he does whatever he can to make sure that the environment that he creates at that Collingwood Footy Club is one of high standards, but also one of excellence. That's why they're becoming more and more exceptional. Now, they haven't necessarily won a flag, and hopefully they don't because I'm a Melbourne supporter, and uh, we want Melbourne to win, but uh, you've got to admire what he's done for that team in the last 18 months. It's just absolutely been phenomenal. So in today's episode, as we hit the midpoint of the week, I wanted to ask a question. Why are you a sales leader? Now, this might be a shorter episode than normal, uh, but it's a topic that uh, a lot of sales leaders, unfortunately, don't spend a huge amount of time intentionally or consciously focusing on it. And often when I ask the question of a sales leader, you know, why are you a sales leader? They often don't have a, a definitive answer. There's a little bit of, oh, well, I was doing this, oh, I'm doing that. Very few, and when I say a few, I reckon I've counted on one hand in the last 12 months the number of people I've asked that have actually had an answer, and I've asked a lot of people. They're very, very intentional. They're very, very specific in terms of response. But here's the thing. In many organizations, High-performing salespeople are often gifted with sales leadership responsibility based on their high level of performance and their level of potential. So I remember sitting back in the day, both at Optus and Telstra, and talking to senior executives and talking to our head of HR and and going through the potential people for next uh, opportunities, whether that be uh, higher levels of account management, higher levels of business development management, but also the future leaders of the organization. And unfortunately, there was a quadrant that they said at the time didn't really exist, but we know it does. And people tend to only get an opportunity to get that promotion if they are, have, they are demonstrating a high level of current performance as a key criteria, but also having a level of possible potential. Now, that is often subjective. Performance often is objective because you can see it in the tangibility of the numbers. So what really irked me back back in the day was that you might have had some people who could have been fantastic people leaders but were never given the opportunity because they didn't have the performance in place. Now, in some cases, that was their fault. In some other cases, it wasn't necessarily wholly their fault. Even though they should have taken responsibility for that, they were probably placed in a position 
or in a role that wasn't suited to their particular competency levels and skill sets. So they didn't get the opportunity to uh, excel in their performance. And hence, because of that, weren't seen as high performers, weren't seen as high potential, so missed out on the potential opportunity to get promoted, even though they may well have been a much better leader or potential leader than the people who actually got the role. So they sit in this top right-hand quadrant, which is a bit of a fallacy, but it's unfortunately, it still exists today. And the other part about this as well is I've seen a lot of salespeople who were very high in levels of performance and also had potential, but they didn't want to be a sales leader, but were actually placed in a sales leadership position anyway, because the senior leaders thought, well, this person is such a good salesperson. They're good at their uh, at their relationship building. They can inf- inspire others and motivate others. So why wouldn't they be great at sales leadership? And they therefore get placed into that role. And often, this is where I say they often get thrown to the wolves because they don't have the skill set that's required to make the transition because the skill set as an individual contributor is completely different to the skill set required to be a really effective, highly performed sales manager. So, but the unfortunate thing is it's often considered, sales leadership is often considered to be the next logical step in their sales journey. The challenge, though, is many high-performing salespeople are not prepared for when the opportunity presents itself. Like I just said, they they don't have the game plan, they don't have the performance metrics, they don't have the transition skills, they don't have the blueprint, if you like, to make that transition a smooth one. And hence, they get they feel as if they're being thrusted into that leadership role. Many of them uh, had not really considered, and this is this is a really interesting point. Many of them had not actually consciously considered being a sales leader until they were literally given that particular opportunity. And as a result, they often find themselves floundering, especially in the first 90 days. And one of the reasons for this is that I reckon, and this is based on observations and also talking to a lot of people, they are so good and so dialed in at being a salesperson, being a hunter, being responsible for their own results, that when they get into a sales leadership role where they have to now take control of the environment and take care of the people within that environment, they actually find it really, really challenging because what they've been good at, because it's almost created based on muscle memory, they've been good at hunting, they've been good at closing, they've been good at prospecting, they've been good at converting, they've been good at doing all the things that will deliver the results because they've been responsible for that and all of a sudden they've now got responsibility for five, six, and in some cases, unfortunately, 10 plus people in their team and they don't necessarily have the game plan or the blueprint in order to follow And it's why many sales leaders therefore end up deciding that sales leadership is not for them. And instead, they return to an individual contributor role. Now, there's nothing wrong with that if they gave that sales leadership role a red-hot crack and just found out based on the experience that their real passion laid within being an individual contributor. But unfortunately, I see too many sales leaders go back to the individual contributor role because they think, well, first of all, I'm still I'm responsible for my own my own results. Therefore, I can trust myself more. I don't have the added responsibility uh, or the added pressure that often comes with being a sales leader. I don't have to have the difficult conversations that a sales leader has to have, and I can basically just do my own thing. The problem though is the organization tends to lose out because, particularly if you've got somebody who has got a high level of capability, but if we as a sales organization has not provided them with the blueprint, the training, the mentoring, the coaching, we actually lose a very, very valuable asset to the organization that uh, often is lost to the sales leadership ranks. And it's often been said that some of the greatest sales leaders never got to see the light of day because in some cases they were thrust into the sales leadership role, was not given the necessary training, transition plan, support, and they found out that it was not for them. And that is not on them. 
that is on the organization. The other key reason for this, of course, is they don't end up uh, recognizing and thinking about and becoming more intentional as to what they're actually doing this for and why they are a sales leader in the first place. So there's two sides of this coin. I want to touch on the side that us in a sales leadership role, why are we in a sales leadership role in the first place? And if you are an aspiring sales leader, start thinking about why do I want to become a sales leader? And it's not for the prestige, it's not for the status, and it's certainly not for the money. There has to be something bigger than that. Uh, But one of the key reasons why a lot of sales leaders end up going back to the individual contributor role is they have not yet developed their true why. Now, if you're a a follower of TED Talks and if you're an avid follower of uh, reading business books, you would have heard of Simon Sinek. And Simon, in his book called Start With Why, talks about the golden circle, and it consists of three key components, the why, the how, and the what. And this is really important to start thinking about as a sales leader. And when I'm asking this question of sales leaders all the time, what I'm looking for is can this person articulate why they are actually a sales leader in the first place and what makes them unique? Because here's the thing, just about every single company, every single salesperson, every single sales leader on the planet can clearly articulate what they do. It will literally roll off their tongue. Just think about the networking events you go to or even on social in social gatherings. When you start, start talking to people and you ask them what they do, there's no issues with describing what they do. I'm an accountant. I'm a salesperson. I'm a sales leader. I, uh, I fix cars. I'm, a, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, whatever the case might be. They have no issues at all describing what it is that they do. And then you look at LinkedIn, you see exactly the same thing. Just about every single person's profile on LinkedIn includes what they do. It's very easy for them to articulate it. Now, many organizations and salespeople and sales leaders can also probably explain how they do what they do. So this is the second part is the how. So very, very easy to do the what, uh, not as easy to do the how, but most people can probably explain that when they give it a bit of a thought. So how is it that you become an orthopedic surgeon? How is it that you fix cars? What's the method that you use? But here's where it gets interesting. Very, very few organizations, very sale, very few salespeople, and very, very few sales leaders can easily and clearly articulate why they do what they do. And the ones who can are the ones who lead their industry and they influence others with impact. And what's fascinating when you listen to these people who are really, really clear on their why, it is not about them. It's always about something bigger than themselves. It's not for the pay packet. It's not for the accolades. It's not for the prestige. It's not for the corner office. It's not for the car park. And it's certainly not for the rubber plant. It's something much, much bigger than that. So it does beg the question, do you know why you are a sales leader, or if you're looking to move into a sales leadership role, do you know why you're looking to do that? It's a question that not nearly enough sales leaders start to contemplate, nor give enough credit for, nor spend enough time thinking about. You may be absolutely crystal clear in what you do, in what KPIs you've got to hit, what targets you need to hit, and you may even be really clear on how you do it. You might have a really good and clear sales methodology or a process that you follow But here's the thing, working out why you are doing it in the first place is going to be a real game changer. It's a question I ask sales leaders and also aspiring leaders all the time. Why are you doing what you are doing and why do you keep coming back? And why is it that you want to move forward and move into a sales leadership position? Why do you want to take on that responsibility? Why do you want to move into that next level? And I often add this bit as well, why would anybody care? Because you're going to hit some obstacles, you're going to hit some challenges, and if you don't know why you're doing it, why you're coming back every single day, why you're putting yourself through the challenges, then it's going to be very, very hard to stay the course. And this is where a lot of people give up, and this is where a lot of 
uh, salespeople, a lot of sales leaders start to go backwards and start to stop and end up living and continuing to live in their comfort zone. It's only the ones that know exactly why they're doing it that are ones that can stay that course. So as we wrap up this particular episode, what a perfect time to sit down and start reflecting and asking that why question. Don't be concerned if you don't have a clear answer and a specific answer. It simply means you have some work to do to figure it out because when you do, everything changes and you'll be blown away with what happens next. So get really, really clear on why you're a sales leader and really spend some time thinking about this because it's not necessarily as easy as you think. Because many people can come up with surface reasons as to why they're doing it, but it's only when you sit down and really contemplate and really get deeper do you really start to work out, you know, why am I doing this? Why do I put myself in a position where people are going to disagree with me, where people might criticize me, where people might judge me, and in some cases where people might discriminate against me, I better have a bloody good reason as to why I'm doing that because if not, it's going to be very, very easy to give up. And just remember the last, I'll leave you with this, the reason why you're a sales leader is not about you because sales leadership is not about you, never has been and never will be, which stands to reason then you need to have a pretty good understanding as to why you are a sales leader in the first place. So do yourself a favor, but more importantly, do your team a favor and really get dialed in as to why you are a sales leader and why should your team care. So I hope that message resonates and I certainly hope it hits you at the right time for you to hear that. Uh, key reminder, if you'd like to have a conversation with me about potentially helping you become an exceptional sales leader or helping your team become exceptional what they do, love to have a conversation to see how I may be of assistance. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at what you're looking to achieve, what may be some of the obstacles that you need to deal with, then let's put together a plan and start executing that plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.